Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Maura McGoodwin. Welcome to another bonus episode of The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm back with another great bonus episode to help support you during the coronavirus. Today, we're discussing Zoom fatigue, what it is, why you're not crazy for getting exhausted just thinking about having to get on another video call, and we'll include actionable ways to overcome this fatigue with Tracy Hopper, founder of The Confidence Project. By the end of this episode, you'll not only be able to remove some of your fatigue, but you'll also get some bonus tips from Tracy on how to confidently present yourself on a video call. And now this is The Females. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right. Let's start with what is Zoom fatigue? <laughs> Zoom fatigue is an exhaustion of the brain. And there is science behind this, a very interesting article in the April edition of National Geographic that quotes Dr. Andrew Franken. By the way, he is the assistant professor of cyber psychology. Can you imagine? You didn't know that was a thing yeah. at Norfolk State University. But he says that virtual interactions can be extremely hard on our brain. And what I'm noticing, and I'm talking with people about this all the time, is they're exhausted by these Zoom calls. And I'm not casting aspersions against Zoom, we all use it. But no matter what platform people use, WebEx or Skype or FaceTime, people are really tired of being on all the time. And the video component makes it really exhausting because we're thinking about how's the lighting? How's my background? Am I in my closet? Where am I supposed to do this? And then there's noise in the background. It could be a baby crying or a dog barking or, or someone else you're living with who's also on a Zoom call. Right. That can be very disruptive. So it's really an exhaustion of the brain for having to be on all the time. Is this Zoom fatigue? Is this like, I mean, I feel like we were also, a lot of us felt like we were on all the time at work. Is it different because you're not like moving around? You're, you're truly just sitting still and trying to talk to people through a screen versus at work, you have the in-person piece? Yeah. Well, at work, it's three-dimensional. Zoom is two-dimensional. So add to the fact that we can't really see people's micro-expressions. If we're on a Zoom call and there are 
10 other people on the call, everybody's in a small little box in that gallery view, the Brady Bunch view. So you really can't see whether people are squinting their eyes, which may show you that they don't understand what you're talking about, whether they're folding their arms, which means they're feeling defensive or they're closed in. We can't look at all those subtle body language cues that help us to connect with each other. You know, we are social animals. And the more we can see people's hands, for instance, your hands are your trust indicators. When you can see someone's hands, it means that they are friendly, that they're approachable. When you can't see someone's hands, then you don't quite know what to do. So your brain is having to work super hard to try to figure out what that person on the other side of the screen is thinking and feeling. And you don't have peripheral vision. On a Zoom call, you can't really look at other people the way you can in a real office setting or a real group setting. So this is causing our brains to basically work twice as hard. Twice as hard and not feeling satisfied. You know, there's something really satisfying about the energy that you feel when you're physically with another person. Right. So that's Zoom fatigue, Lauren. Do you get Zoom fatigue only if you've been doing it consistently like eight weeks straight? (laughs) Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. I've been on Zoom for about four years. I had a business coach. I live in Portland, Oregon. I had a business coach in Colorado. So we started using Zoom a long time ago, but it was only about once a week. So you're completely right about that. This is all day, every day. And it's making people really tired. And I think people also feel guilty. Like I should be grateful. I'm able to communicate with my colleagues or I'm able to have a virtual coffee hour, you know, with my friends. And some of it is very satisfying. I have a standing eight o'clock to 8.30 Zoom call with my college roommates every Friday since all this started. That is energizing for me. But when you're talking about business, when you're trying to do strategic planning or make big decisions, it can be overwhelming. Well, that's, I think it's really helpful to know that we're not making this up, that there are real reasons why we are suffering from Zoom fatigue. So what are some actionable or specific ways that we can combat it? Well, one suggestion is to shorten your calls. If you have a very clear agenda, you can get a lot done in 20 or 30 minutes. Zoom calls, I think people feel like they've got to make them go an hour and a half. I'm talking with my clients now about shortening them and then following up with the phone. That's the number two tip. So shorten your calls, your Zoom calls, and then follow up with the phone call. I absolutely love the phone. And part of the reason is because I am a newswoman by training, so I cannot talk without taking notes. I'm always writing things down. When I'm on a Zoom call, I feel like I need to say to the person on the other side, if I'm looking away, it's not that I'm not paying attention. It's just that I'm taking notes here. But when you're on a phone call, you can take notes, you can take a sip of your coffee. You yeah, can, you can walk around the block while you talk. Yeah, exactly. So that's helpful. And then the third thing I recommend is to give yourself some transition time. And that would be time in between 10 or 15 minutes between each call so that you can decompress from the call you just had or prepare for the next one you're going to have. You know, it wasn't long ago that we would go from building to building or we'd go down the hall to meet at someone else's office or you drive across town or you'd have coffee in a coffee shop. But now we feel like we need to cram everything into an eight or a 10 or a 12 hour day, Zoom by Zoom by Zoom. So give yourself that transition time and then take deep breaths or do, you know, a set of push-ups or take a walk around the block. 
something to give your brain a chance to rest. Yeah, I read about this thing called attention residue, where your brain literally, if you jump from activity to activity, your brain has this quote unquote attention residue that it takes with it. So you actually have to have a transition time in order to not you know, build up more residue over time, which I know it's a, it's a gross term for like a really clever concept, but I know you had a bonus tip too, because I, I do feel like this is where we're at right now. So we're not going to get away from video conferencing. I agree. Maybe we can do less or maybe you can kind of pick and choose who you need to be on video calls with. So clients, maybe video calls, but maybe also just having video calls where people don't have to necessarily be on video. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've also been doing that with some of the Zooms. Like also I think the internet connection is sometimes better like that. But I know you had a bonus tip on how to also make sure that you're presenting yourself while on these video calls. Yeah, well of course if you're gonna be on a video call, you have to do your best to give yourself the best lighting that you can. The other recommendation I say to all my clients is to lift your laptop or your screen as high as you can so that the camera, the lens, is a little bit higher than your eyes so that you feel like you're looking up at people It's a, and you're looking them in the eye. Always try to look at that lens, even though it feels weird just to look in the lens. And then to be careful of your background, make it very simple. But here's the other thing. This is the big bonus tip. I call these words to lose, words to use and words to lose. And words to lose these days are crisis, pandemic, COVID-19. Those are all words that make us feel more anxious. Words that we can use instead are challenge, change, opportunity. Another word to lose is I'm sorry. People are saying now, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot my mask. You know, we used to say, when we'd go into a crowded room, we'd say, you know, thank you for making space for me to get into this elevator. So if you can switch the word I'm sorry to thank you, that makes a big difference. Thank you for your patience for me getting on the call. Thank you for being patient with the noise I have in the background. So just exchange, I'm sorry for thank you, and that'll make a big difference in terms of your own confidence, but also the confidence that people have. Amazing. So if people want more confidence tips, Tracy, where can they learn more about you and the work that you do? Thank you. They can go to confidenceproject.com. I'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn and other places, but start with the website and that'll be a good place to go. Yes. And I just want everyone to know, I know they can't see us, but all of Tracy's tips on how to present a very confident look via Zoom, she's doing all of them. I'm doing none of them. And she definitely looks a lot more confident than me. So those are bonus, just some good tips on how to also visually present yourself really well, which I do think, talk about confidence, like you build that up, it kind of trickles into all these other parts. So confidence, energy, fatigue, you know, so we're combating it with that naturally. So, well, thank you so much. Pleasure. Nice to be with you. Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, you know what to do. Please subscribe and leave us a review. We absolutely love reading them. And thank you again to Tracy from The Confidence Project for her great advice. You can learn more about Tracy in the show notes. 